Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. I'm Simon Lovegrove, and I'm joined today by Peter Snowden and Matthew Gregory from our London Financial Services team. Hello, Peter. Hello, Matthew. Hi, Simon. Hi, Simon. Today, we will be talking about FCA consultation paper 2113, in which the FCA sets out proposals to introduce an extensive new consumer duty. So, Peter, Starting off, before getting into the detail of CP2113, there will be GCs listening in, and the big question they will all be asking is what should they be doing in light of this consultation paper? Generally, what would you say to them? Well, thanks, Simon. I mean, the first thing I would say is that this is a pretty significant potential change to the the scope of, of FCA regulation, and GCs and, and clients generally need to take it very seriously and consider what the implications will be for the businesses. And we should be clear, this is not a rearranging of existing arrangements or bringing out points which they feel firms are missing. The FCA has made absolutely clear that this will set a a higher standard of care and expectation. It's more than the the FCA's current set of principles and rules. So it really is going to extend regulation and firms need to plan on that basis. And it's across the board. It's not just um, uh, particular areas of business. It's all financial services. And Matthew, also before getting into the detail, you had some interesting wider policy observations on the consultation, particularly in the Brexit context. Briefly, what are these? Thanks, Simon. Well, I I think just in overview, it would be a mistake for uh, market participants in the UK to think that after the end of the transition period the approach to regulation will be lighter touch or that there will be lower standards in the UK. There are a number of regulatory initiatives uh, on foot both from the regulators themselves but also from the Treasury which focus on consumer protection and in particular you can pick out examples such as the recent discussion paper from the FCA on the approach to financial promotions in the context of higher risk investments. And so I certainly think that this is a, a, a significant step on the way to more expansive regulation in connection with consumer protection. Okay, let's now move on to the detail of the consultation. In the short time that we have available, I just want to pick up with you both some of the headlines. Perhaps, Matt, we could start with you covering the scope of the proposals. And then, Peter, perhaps you could give us your thoughts on what the key points are as regards the new consumer principle and the rules that supplement it. Thanks very much, Simon. Yes, well, as as those listening in will know, this has been expected for some time. And in uh, the early work on a potential duty of care, this was very much framed as a consumer protection measure. And so I think the first observation I would have is that the focus here is on protections for retail clients. And that is potentially a broader term than simply consumer in the context of consumer protection legislation. So in terms of the scope of users, of clients, um, of financial services firms, so users of financial services and products, this is a quite wide-ranging group of clients that, that we're considering. And the other point that I'd make at this stage is that the scope of the firms for whom the new consumer duty will be relevant. And of course, that's not just 
uh, it's not a one line uh, principle or, or measure, it's actually a package of proposals. Uh, the scope of the firms for whom they will be relevant is also quite broad ranging. So it's not just the case that if you have a direct contractual relationship with your uh, retail client, then you're in scope. But actually, the FCA is looking really at the overall environment that supports the delivery of financial services and products to end retail clients and the, and the role of the particular firms involved. So that might be manufacturers, it could be distributors, it could potentially be others who are involved in the chain of distribution of products to retail clients. Thanks, Matt. And, and let me just add to, uh, to what Matt said to just touch on, on the structure and how this um, new obligation is going to sit within the handbook. So the FCO talking about a, a new principle. So as, as we all know, we've got 11 principles at the moment, so presumably we're going to have 12. Um, it's also going to be supported by so-called cross-cutting rules. And I'll come over, I'll come on to a couple of those in a moment. And then the FCA has set out in the paper four outcomes which it wishes to see. Um, one sort of interesting point and one I think to think about is it's clear that this um, new uh, principle is going to overlap with some of the existing principles, for example, principle six, treating customers fairly, and principle seven uh, uh, around communications being fair, clear, not misleading, which I mean, we're all familiar with. So it's interesting to see how the dynamics will work between the, this new obligation and the existing ones. Um, the other thing I think to, to, to focus on is, is the cross-cutting rules, and they're going to cover a number of areas. I won't go through all of them today because we haven't got time. But one of them, which is, I think, quite interesting, is there's going to be an obligation, the SCA suggests, to act in good faith. And good faith is an interesting concept here, because although the FCA is at pains to say this is not a duty of care, um, good faith is perhaps something we would see more in the context of fiduciary duties. So there's interesting sort of slight contradiction there in what the regulator is saying. And I think that's one that... that um, lawyers and others will want to explore a bit. Um, the FCA sets out two options um, for the uh, new principle. Uh, uh, option one is that a firm must act to deliver good outcomes for retail clients. Second one is that a firm must act in the best interests of retail clients. Interesting there, I think the second one is sort of touches on the best interest rule, which we're already familiar with in Cox. Um, the four uh, outcomes relate to communications, products uh, and services, customer service, and then price and value. And the last, the last one there is, is relatively controversial because, of course, a regulator is not a, a price regulator. Thanks, Peter. Matthew, I had a question for you following on from that. Where do you think this takes us in terms of consumer protection? Is this a reformatting of standards and expectations which already exist in the regime? Thanks very much, Simon. I, I think uh, overall it would be probably a mistake to, to view it in that, in that way. Of course, what the FCA is doing here is seeking to achieve outcomes in the retail markets which uh, are the subject of the new duty, which it would have wished to have seen for some time, but certainly the FCA it's been clear that it, this is a higher expectation it has of firms in connection with the new consumer duty than currently exists under the principles. It is wide ranging, as I, I mentioned before, and Peter has touched on the principle uh, and some of the rules which will sit beneath that. Uh, I suppose in some ways this is a 
a canopy across a number of regulatory initiatives that the FCA has and a, a number of pieces of guidance and, and also soft guidance, which we've seen in recent years. And, and in formal terms, in terms of guidance, I guess I'm thinking of uh, the approach for firms in connection with vulnerability. And that's something which is picked up in terms of uh, the consumer duty. So I, I would see this as a, a canopy on top of some of those other initiatives, but certainly the FCA have been pretty clear that they're looking to see enhancements in terms of consumer protection as a result of the new duty. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, and Peter, in this latest consultation paper, the FCA is still seeking views as regards introducing a private right of action for breaches of its principles, and the FCA sets out pros and cons. Um, where do you think we are headed? Uh, well, it's an interesting question. I, I have to say, I think they've kicked this one down the road a bit. Um, there's not really, I think, much much guidance uh, on it at the moment. I, and I'd, I hesitate to make a guess or, or a, uh, you know, make a bet as to where they're going on this. But for the moment, they're just not, uh, I think, taking sides on it. I understood, Peter. I think it's difficult, if not impossible, to say at the moment. Yeah. As, as a final question, Matthew, um, what should firms be doing now to prepare for all of this? Thanks, Simon. Well, I think we've all agreed that this is going to be quite significant reform to the overall framework when we see the final uh, rules and, and guidance on this. So I, I do think, given the breadth of application to firms with retail clients or who are otherwise involved in the provision of services to retail clients, should begin to map out the implications now for their firm. And if one thinks in particular of senior manager responsibilities, those are the types of uh, preparations and steps which would be expected from that perspective, that perspective too, I suspect. So if, you, if we think about the couple of the outcomes uh, and uh, the, the, the four outcomes which Peter touched upon, so the first two of those on communications and then products and services, just to touch on that point about this being an enhancement, it's really clear on communications that the way that firms approach communications, including financial promotions, needs to some degree to be thought through and potentially thought through again to make sure that communications equip the retail client to make effective, timely and properly informed decisions about the financial products and services. That could in fact require quite a significant rethink of the overall sales strategy for, for products. And that ties into the outcome that the FCA is seeking to achieve on products and services. And I think distribution models will be a key focus for firms here. So I mentioned before, not just manufacturers, but also distributors. Of course, manufacturers will want, from a product governance perspective, to have good information, good management information, fed back from distributors about, for example, target market assessments and the extent to which they are appropriate and accurate and so on and so forth. But it will be uh, broader than that. The FCA have got quite a lot in here about the use of behavioral biases by firms and and, and I think that's something that uh, firms should, should pay close attention to. There's so certainly distribution and control of distribution risk is a key focus for firms. And actually that's a, an area that we are looking at very closely at the moment, developing a tool for firms to identify, manage and mitigate risks arising from distribution. So very good to keep uh, on top of this particular reform and to keep close to uh, the developments over the course of the year. That's great, Matt. Thank you. Uh, my thanks to Matthew and Peter for joining us today, and also thanks to our listeners also for joining us uh, today. 
the closing date for comments on CP2113 is 31st of July this year. The FCA expects to publish a second consultation paper by the 31st of December this year and will make any new rules by 31st of July next year. Thanks very much, everybody.